0: Hello and welcome to another SPAC Insider Podcast, where we bring an independent eye in interviewing the targets of SPAC transactions and their SPAC partners. Wind and solar energy have each seen big booms in adoption in the 21st century due to a mix of technology and incentives aligning at the same time. But could it now once again be nuclear power's turn? I'm Nick Clayton and this week my colleague Marlene Haddad and I speak with Jay Clay Sell, CEO of X-Energy. X-Energy announced a $1.18 billion combination with Ares Acquisition Corporation in December 2022. Clay tells us how innovative smaller reactor designs can carve out a new place in the energy mix for utilities and industrial clients alike, and how X-Energy's focus on proprietary nuclear fuel has brought a new business model wrinkle to the space. Take a listen. So Clay, just to start off, I wanted to get into some of the news that X-Energy has made in the past month or so. You know, Starting with the expanded contract you now have with the Department of Defense under Project Pele, what can you tell us about that project and how it's progressing?
1: This is a real, really cool project that the Department of Defense hired us to work on a number of years ago. They have a vision for a a micro-reactor that is, and so we're talking about a, a few megawatts, small enough to fly on an airplane, could be set up very quickly for certain applications in the field, operate continuously for five years, and then be turned off, cooled down, moved to another place, and turned on again. So it's a really innovative set of requirements, and, uh, and I'm really proud of the extraordinary team we have here at X-Energy. DOD selected us over a number of other competitors several years ago, and they recently extended the contract because they liked what, how we have continued to innovate the design, and they want to have multiple options at the Department of Defense for their various military applications.
0: Yeah. And I think, you know, the average person might not understand, you know, what the needs of the U.S. military are when it comes to some of this stuff. You know, they operate out of a lot of hard to supply locations and actually wind up generating a lot of pollution with the current energy mix. But I imagine that's the case with a lot of some of the clients coming to you for these smaller designs. So, you know, what is the the lay of the land with some of the applications you get asked about?
1: Yeah, so a classic application would be supplying power to a a missile defense battery in the field. And here you have a super high-tech weapon technology that is still dependent upon power from a diesel generator, which means you're having to truck diesel to the site, the same way you truck diesel to the site 50 years ago. So you have a next-generation technology dependent on a 20th century supply chain. And so as the DOD thinks about its systems and as they go for more resiliency in the systems, they want a a power source that can be there X number of years, does not have to be refueled constantly the way their existing power sources do. So that's that's a classic example of where this technology might be used in the field.
2: And then zooming out a bit, what was the genesis for X Energy's approach in looking at smaller scale reactors and focusing on proprietary nuclear fuel as a major part of the business?
1: You know, we we are a leader in developing this really robust ceramic encapsulated fuel, the Department of Defense. Actually, required the use of this fuel in their design specifications. So, in a lot of ways, we were perfectly suited to take what we knew about triso fuel, to take what we knew about using triso fuel in high temperature gas reactors, and applying it to this set of requirements that the Department of Defense laid out.
2: Right. How have the smaller reactor designs changed what we can consider now in terms of commercial applications?
1: Well, you know, nuclear power generates 10% of electricity globally. You know, and it's been around, it's been active, actively deployed uh, for more than 60 years. There's a lot of private sector investment. There's a lot of open source information about the technology. Nuclear power for commercial electricity, it is a viable commercial business that exists in many, many countries around the globe. The innovation that we were going for is, how can we do it better? And what we started with was safety. So we know how to do that. That's the central part of our design. That's the key innovation we're bringing to the marketplace. And we have had fantastic response from the customer sets.
2: Got it. And can you just walk us through each of the projects that you have in development right now? And what are the timelines looking like in terms of getting those online?
1: Well, the first project we're doing with Dow Chemical, so one of the largest chemical companies in the world, certainly the largest in the U.S. Uh, They have 70 major facilities uh, around the globe, and all of those facilities use both steam and electricity to power their operations. Dow has made a commitment to significantly decarbonize all of their operations by 2050. So they were looking for a solution that would help them do that. They identified our technology, and we are in agreement with them now to build four reactors for them at an industrial site about two hours south of Houston to deliver both steam and electricity to the plant. That project is projected to be online before the end of the decade.
0: And so X-Energy has been awarded about $1.2 billion in federal funding through the years. And with the kind of contracts that you and the agreements that you've had with them, what kind of strings tend to be attached to that in terms of how much the company has to match with investments of its own? And, and how much of that are you changing directions based on the specific requirements within those?
1: The Department of Energy, Laid out an agenda to get the US back into the nuclear export game for reasons of economic security and national security several years ago. And as an incentive to private sector companies to invest, they said, We will cover half the costs of bringing new technologies to the marketplace. So it was an amazing enticement. 37 teams made proposals, 37 different technologies, and two of us were selected. X-Energy and another company. And so the string attached is we match private dollars with the public dollars provided by the government. And But other than that, all of the intellectual property we create, X-Energy owns at the end of the day. The plant that is built with 50% cost share from the U.S. government is owned by the provider of the private cost share at the end of the day. So it's a really compelling uh, incentive. I will tell you that we have been as successful as any company in the advanced nuclear space in attracting federal dollars from the Department of Energy, from the Department of Defense, from NASA. Uh, We have really an excellent team of, of scientists and engineers. The work of that team has been rewarded with major investments from the U.S. government.
0: Great, right, And looking even more recently at the Inflation Reduction Act, how has that impacted your development and have the tax incentives within that changed the way that you structure any of your projects or operations?
1: Well, what it's really changed is it's accelerated the demand and moved it to the left. I mean, moved it towards us you know, in the schedule. The Inflation Reduction Act, just in the main, it gives you two options. You can take an investment tax credit for the owner of a plant for up to 50% of your investment, which is extraordinary. Or you can opt for a a production tax credit that would be paid over the first 10 years of of operation. It's very similar to the policies that were put in place for wind 20 years ago and, and solar kind of 15 years ago. If you look back and see what was deployed for solar in 2006, Those policies resulted in a 200x increase in the amount of solar deployment. And so we think this incentive uh, will have a similar impact on the demand for nuclear units. The biggest impact is accelerating the the demand and, and moving it to the left.
2: And being able to build smaller reactors closer to clients also opens up the ability to use heat as an industrial product. And we've seen that a bit with concentrated solar. But has that been done with nuclear much in the past at all?
1: It's never been done for 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 nuclear in the past, certainly not in the United States. It's really one of the most interesting applications that we're bringing to the marketplace. So there's a number of things unique about our technology. Number one, our reactors can't melt in any scenario that they would see in the reactor life. Uh, Number two, these reactors produce very high temperature, high quality steam. And so when you go down to the Texas Gulf Coast and you see the petrochemical plants, you know, literally as far as the eye can see, all of those plants require Uh, a lot of hydrocarbon inputs, a lot of electricity, and a lot of steam. And the opportunity for us is to replace fossil fuel plants that are boiling water and producing steam, and instead to boil that water with non-emitting nuclear power and really allow these petrochemical operations to dramatically reduce their carbon emissions. You know, Globally, there's almost as much carbon emissions produced from the industrial sector as are produced from the electric sector. So it's a massive opportunity. When policymakers talk about hard to decarbonize sectors, they're often talking about sectors that use a lot of steam. So what we will do in this first project with Dow is demonstrate the role of nuclear provide industrial steam and heat and further decarbonize these applications in a very economic way.
2: Got it. And so with the way that X Energy structures its development contracts, how much sensitivity do you have to things like changing electricity prices or other factors that might cause demand changes?
1: One of the great things, one of the great benefits you get with a nuclear power plant just by since so much of the capital that that gets reflected in the price of power, the price of steam, a lot of that is built up front and the variable costs are relatively low and so one of the things one of the benefits that you get from building a nuclear plant is it really allows you to lock in a price of steam or a price of power effectively for the next 60 years and so for a hedge against energy input volatility it's very very attractive to industrial customers it's certainly one of the things that, that motivated Dow in going nuclear with
0: this plant in texas Great. And just touching upon the deal side of things a little bit, what made you decide that now is a good time for X Energy to go public? And and what attracted you to the SPAC route to market for that?
1: We knew that we wanted to be a a public company. Uh, We wanted the full suite of tools available to us. We wanted value accretion opportunities with the many milestones and good news points that we have in in our immediate future. So it was a really attractive time for us to think about that. And then we have a SPAC sponsor in Aries that is Uh, Unlike anyone that I've ever seen, it's a it's a huge farm. This was their first SPAC ever. They manage approaching $400 billion of assets under management. They're a public company themselves. They've taken a number of their portfolio companies public, and they have an expertise in financing infrastructure for the energy transition. So they brought a vehicle, they brought substantial capital, $80 million into the company, and a tremendous amount of expertise that we wanted alongside us, as we grow and bring our new business model to the marketplace. Two partners at ARIES, including their co-founder, David Kaplan, are gonna join our board. And as we think about the business model of the future, which is really, we have a technology that lends itself to a project finance turnkey model that really allows the private capital markets to help get this technology deployed on very short timelines and at a very rapid pace. And as we think about that business model that we are pursuing, a company like Aries that has done this so much for so many other sectors in the energy business, it was a really attractive partnership. Yeah. And just, you know, the other piece of news, again, speaking with the Aries team and, and the things you've been working on
0: since announcement um, that, you know, last month you were able to bring in some more committed capital to the deal. But uh, as a part of that, also X Energy's initial equity valuation changed as a part of that. So what spurred that, that change in the transaction as you look at the way things sit in the, the big picture?
1: Obviously, the founder, myself, and the And the executive team and all 500 plus of our employees at X Energy, we are a great believer in what we are doing. And so for us, it wasn't as much about where you start, but where you're going. And as we saw changes in the marketplace, we desired to enter the market at an appropriate place compared to our public market comps. And that's really what motivated us is to get it get the entry level set at the appropriate place that that gives us the best chance of success of growing uh, the, the value of our company with the good news that will be forthcoming uh, in the months and years to come.
2: And just going off of that, how does X Energy plan to use the proceeds from the deal and how much cost on your end is associated with getting these projects completed?
1: We have two major product development efforts that are nearing completion. One of that is the one is the detailed design of our main commercial reactor, which we call the XC-100. So we're in the the final two years of completing the detailed design of that reactor. A second piece is the development of our fuel manufacturing business, our, our initial commercial facility to make this triso fuel that we use in our reactors. So those are our two major capital requirements for the next couple of years. And that's why we were... Uh, so encouraged uh, with the opportunity to team with with areas that brought such a, a significantly sized spec to the business combination.
2: And has X Energy looked at deployment opportunities beyond North America?
1: Our specific deployment focus today is in three markets: U.S., North America, Canada, North America, and the U.K. Not in North America. Uh, we have a, a second. And third concentric circle of targets after we first deploy in those three markets but that's really where we're focused today we have a very significant partnership with the largest uh, nuclear operator in canada it's a utility called ontario power gen ontario selected our technology a year ago for the industrial sector They've made a very significant investment into the underlying company, and we have a really robust deployment partnership with OPG to take our technology to the industrial sector in Canada.
0: And, you know, you touched upon it earlier and just the ways in which it feels like we are sort of at that point where the incentives and the costs are aligning in a similar way 15, 20 years ago, right before there was that big boom in both solar and wind, which is exciting. But on the other hand, uh, it's obviously much easier to make a, a solar panel or a, a wind turbine than than all the things that you're doing. So I'm just curious, like, what do you how do you feel about this moment in terms of what, what we're going to see in terms of the development of nuclear over the next 10 years and how how big that opportunity can
1: be? Well, let, let's start with some facts. The consensus estimate is that global demand is going to increase 50% between now and the next 25 years. It's it's an extraordinary demand story. That's number one. Number two, there is a global consensus and agreement among policymakers, CEOs, board members, and customers that we have to dramatically decarbonize the economy. Now, the global economy is 80% fueled by fossil fuels. 80% 80% fossil fuels, all emitting carbon, and now we're going to grow that by 50% and try to decarbonize dramatically. When you do the math, there is no way, no way you can get there without a massive increase in nuclear power, 3x, 5x, 7x, what the world has today over the next 25 years. So the addressable market for nuclear power is just, uh, is just immense. I just want to emphasize that as the world seeks to meet this big challenge that we have in front of us what we need is clean firm power clean means non-emitting and firm meaning always on so we need non-emitting always on power and when you look at the options to do that you're fairly limited you know solar and wind are awesome but they're not always on uh, most of the world is powered by fossil fuels but they're not clean and they emit carbon emissions. And so the big opportunity for us is to bring a really innovative, really attractive, really safe technology that is both clean and firm, that is always on and non-emitting. And we believe our technology will be the first SMR deployed in the US. So for all of the talk about SMRs, we will be the first one to come to the marketplace. We have a great partner in Dow Chemical bringing that first project to the marketplace. We have a a list of follow-on customers that are A-list, top tier in quality. And we have a business model that, that really lends itself to rapid deployment at scale. So that's what we bring to this massive total addressable market that we see over the next 25 years. It's an opportunity that we're extraordinarily excited to pursue, and that's the opportunity that we look forward to bringing to public investors in X-Energy.